From birth, today's kids have been indoctrinated with one illogical and unscientific ideology after another about human sexuality. Yet many of the people and organizations promoting some of these ideologies claim they actually have scientific grounding to affirm their perspectives. So what are our kids supposed to think? What are we adults supposed to think when educated individuals, even those from largely unscientific fields like mental health, are promoting their ideas as being scientific facts? So in light of God and His human creation, the age-old question we have to answer all over again is what it really means to be created in His image. Can we be proud in practicing LGBTQ proponents with God's blessing? Let's talk about it next on Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome once again to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis and, by extension, helping their families. I'm Rich Rosal, and our host on Licensed to Parent is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill, Trace Embry. And Trace, I've heard you say many times that the mental health field is not an exact science, so how does that play into the fact that, well, for instance, homosexuality was taken out of the uh, DSM as a mental illness back in the early 1970s? Yeah, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual. That's their Bible, basically, for the mental health industry. Sure. Uh, there are a lot of things to consider in that question, which I think the decision to normalize homosexuality was indicative of the times. It's also the, the same year that abortion was legalized across the country. The pill and the 1960s sexual revolution uh, you know, along with postmodern rel relativistic thought, gave us the green light to take a, a lot of the natural consequences out of our sins, particularly sexual sins. But in the in the mental health industry, sin isn't even in the equation. So it's it's easy to conflate mental issues with what could often be more of a moral issue. Right. Uh, the bigger problem comes when we sin and we want everyone else to not only accept it, but actually embrace it. Uh, but today, in the case of the LGBTQ agenda. Uh, it doesn't even stop there. Uh, we're now expected to help celebrate it. But as believers, that's something our faith just won't allow us to do. Uh, but here's the confusing kicker to all this. Some of the most reasonable and sane things I've ever heard have actually come out of the mouth of homosexuals. Okay, now in light <laughs> of what I was anticipating us talking about today, that last statement's a little confusing. So why do you say that? Well, I say this because by and large, other than you know, perhaps their sexual appetites, I, I don't think the average homosexual is any more mentally ill than the rest of us. Uh, outside of the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ, we're actually all morally ill. That's a good point. But without God and his word in the equation, I really have no transcendent moral basis to even make that statement because without any transcendent moral basis, who can really say that me murdering you is morally wrong? I mean, to me, it might just be a matter of survival of the fittest. I mean, I learned evolution in school. I, I could argue that uh, point, but go right ahead with <laughs> yeah, your I bet you would. <laughs> of course, legally, I'd be wrong, right? Right. But homosexual acts were legally wrong not so long ago. Sure. It's legal to kill unborn babies uh, in, in this country right now. In some countries, homosexual acts can get you the death penalty right now. So should government really be the final arbiter of moral truth? We've got at least three issues going on here uh, at the same time that are, that are getting conflated. Moral issues, mental issues, legal issues. Yet, it really doesn't stop there because with respect to transgender issues, now we've got biological issues in the equation. Mm -hmm. But then I'll take it a step further and say that it's all under the umbrella of spiritual issues. Sure. Yet spiritual issues can't be empirically proved. But guess what? 
mental health issues can't be empirically proved either, including LGBTQ issues. Right. All we have is evidence. And evidence, as we know from any jury trial, can be subjective and, you know, therefore open for debate. The same is true with uh, moral issues. The real question is, what world do we want to live in? Do we, we want to live in a world where our subjectivity is the final arbiter of moral truth? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to live in a world where a transcendent moral God demands his creation reign in their subjective moral appetites for his objective and transcendent moral standards that promote righteousness, peace, and joy for everyone through his spirit? The, the logic of love your neighbor as yourself and do unto others as you'd have them do unto you promotes this very thing. It's called the kingdom of God. And I think the film that we're going to be talking about today will likely help people see this LGBTQ subject from that very same objective perspective. That's, that's what I'm, I'm guessing anyway. Right. Well, and, and the, the main reason that we are talking about this today is because there is a new film that's out from American Family Studios, in fact, that brings this conversation to the kitchen table well, with the intent, I think, of equipping us to, to be able to speak with compassion and understanding and spiritual authority, I suppose, to other people in our communities about this very topic. Now, we've already spoken with Tim Wildman, uh, president of the American Family Association, about this film. AFA is the parent ministry of American Family Studios. And uh, today we've invited Kendra White to join us. Now, Kendra is the director of this film, which, by the way, is a documentary called In His Image, Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality. Uh, Kendra has been a producer at American Family Studios for a number of years, from directing faith-based films such as Summer Snow to writing AFA's children's animated series Ryan DeFrady's Secret Agent. Kendra has produced a wide variety of resources to inspire, to uplift, and to encourage Christian families. Uh, And by the way, Trace, she began researching the topics discussed in, in his image two years ago, and became increasingly burdened to speak out about this when she began noticing, as you pointed out earlier, both family members and close friends who were struggling with their gender and their spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kendra, welcome to Licensed to Parent. A lot of people would get passionate about a subject and start posting on social media. You went a few clicks beyond that and made an entire documentary. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. As I started getting into this, and honestly, um, breeding a lot of data and studies and and seeing what is happening to our children, um, specifically a lot of the medical abuses that are happening right now in our country. There was a righteous indignation that came up in my spirit. And I was like, someone needs to do something about this. Somebody with a voice. And I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of a ministry that has a voice in our culture. And uh, we felt that a documentary was a fast and affordable way to be able to get information to the church. And, and really our, our target audience with this film are people who believe the Bible. Um, but I think a lot of Christians don't realize mm. just how dark and how twisted um, the spiritual warfare is on this issue. I think you're exactly, I think you hit it right on the head there. I, I think we don't know how devastating this, this issue is for our, our culture. It's the very f- foundation of who we are as a people. But what does that say about us as a people that a movie like this has to be produced in the first place? Absolutely. I think that Christians who, who watch in his image, um, I hope, will be stirred by um, the content that you see. Of course, it's, it was not fun over two years to, to research all of this, but just like um, any 
in order to bring the light to darkness, you have to be willing to go into the dark cave, right? right. Um, But what's beautiful as believers is we carry um, the light of God with us wherever we go. And so as I was researching some of these things and and seeing these abuses, um, simultaneously, we know that this film is shedding light to those that are struggling with these issues. And God is in the business. This is what's great. He's in the business of setting people free. Like he does that every day. Right. And the, the counter argument is that, um, you know, if you, if you have these same sex attractions or you feel trapped in the wrong body, well, sorry, that's just your reality. Your feelings are your reality. You're stuck there and you can never change. And in fact, several people, um, read the Bible, and the Scripture is very clear, and so they feel that they are opposed to God. And so they feel, well, I can't change my feelings. God is opposed to me. I guess I'll just live in darkness. But the truth is that God is in the business of transforming lives, and we have so many testimonies of individuals in the film um, that that lived as a transgender woman, lived as a transgender man, dealt with same-sex attraction, and yet through Christ found the transformative power to be able to be born again. Yeah. You know, a lot of the the folks that uh, are in that film, we've had on as guests, and, you know, Shepherd's Hill is basically a, a proving ground for, for some of this stuff because we see kids come out of this um, when once they're confronted with the truth on these issues. And I think, you know, you mentioned the word abuse. I don't think that uh, we can let the mental health industry off the hook here. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, I, I just don't think we can. And these are, what's, what's difficult about this is, you're, you're, we're saying that there are PhD level people who are, for all intents and purposes, are, are abusing these children, and right. and their own parents are. I'll give it. I'll give it to you. That's unaware, but it's abuse nonetheless. When, and you can't drink, smoke, chew, or run with those who do until you're 21 years old or 18 years old, depending on the state. And yet we're giving kids at you know 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Uh, you know, over a decade before their frontal lobe is fully developed to make decisions about their body that's going to affect them and their family the rest of their lives. Right. What are we thinking here? Uh, and it's not FDA approved for use <laughs> in children. I was shocked when I found this out. Some of the drugs that are being used right now to treat um, transgender children are not FDA approved for children with gender dysphoria. So they were created for other conditions to be used for a limited time in adults and in those situations have incredible side effects that are incredibly negative, brittle bones, um, heart issues, um, obesity, uh, cancer-causing agents. These are not minor symptoms Mm -hmm. um, and parents are not being told this and yet... Those who want to sit down and have talk therapy with a child who wants to hear their options, that is what's considered abuse in today's culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. no, I agree. You know, uh, Ben Shapiro uh, would say, facts don't care about your feelings. And exactly. at the end of the day, that's, uh, that's a pretty uh, profound statement. Uh, what should a parent's biggest takeaway be from watching this film? I don't think you can start too early 
by mm-hmm. building a foundation of the Word of God and what it means to be created in His image in your child's life. Now, I, I know it'll be up to each parent when to talk about some of the complicated issues of when that gets twisted, but it is happening in public schools right now. The agenda, and it's not necessarily where you think it's coming from, so parents have to be getting your child rooted in Genesis and in a firm understanding that, first of all, God is the creator, and he gets to determine the purpose of his creation. And if we want to find purpose and meaning in our life, we have to turn to him as the potter, and we are the clay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think as Christians, um, we sort of stepped away years ago from this argument in school when evolution (laughs) was being introduced. And it's a slippery slope because once you have conceded that, you know, God is not the creator, then... Um, he can't tell you who you're supposed to be if he didn't make you. Yeah. So I think it's it's incredibly important for parents to not only get their kids rooted in what the Word of God says, but to also want to capture their heart from an early age. Yeah. Yeah, because if, you know, we sign off every broadcast with, if you don't train your children, someone else will. And in, in, in the Absolutely. case of a lot of kids today someone else already has or a group of somebody's already have. Oh, and the LGBT community is ready and wel- to welcome them with open arms to be their mama bear, too. Um, they are the LGBT community, the word community. Let me just say they are good at that part, at, at mm-hmm. the initial embracing and pulling you in. And no matter what your teen might be struggling with, it could be typical teenage angst. I mean, who, when you're going through puberty, who does feel comfortable in their body? Let's be right. honest here. That's true. You know, and so high school and middle school, there, it's tough. It's tough when you're trying to figure out who was I made to be. And if you face any level of rejection, the LGBT community is ready to make you feel welcomed and loved. And so as parents, as families, and as the family of Christ, we have to be ready to counteract that with genuine love from the body of Christ. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Kendra White. We're talking about a film that she uh, directed for American Family Studios called In His Image, Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality. You're listening to Licensed to Parent. Our conversation will continue right after this break. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job, and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit HelpMyTroubledTeen.org, click on Resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherd's Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Help by TroubledTeen.org. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. 
They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at Licensed to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicensedToParent.org slash wisephone. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. As a reminder, if you missed our conversation with Tim Wildman, the president of American Family Association, on this same movie, you can find that on our website at licensedtoparent.org. And we're talking today with Kendra White, the director of the AFA, or rather American Family Studios film, In His Image, Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality. And this is a documentary that... Uh, first of all, you can watch free of charge by going to the website inhisimage.movie. And uh, it, in my opinion, helps you bring the conversation to the kitchen table and learn how to have conversations about the topics of gender and sexuality, and especially in, in light of uh, the Bible, uh, with people in your community, with friends, with people in your family. So uh, we're delighted to have Kendra with us today. Trace? Kendra, is this a film that parents can watch with their kids? That's a great question. So we have decided to leave it up to parents to determine at what age they think this would be appropriate for their children. Mm -hmm. um, of course, for young children, I wouldn't recommend it because um, we give a lot of examples from culture, um, YouTube videos of um, children taking hormones, um, drag queen children at age eight, and some, some images that might be disturbing to them. However, um, when it comes to high school students, of course, I feel like these are issues that children are dealing with anyways. Right. Um, so, but but we, we do encourage parents, if you have a question about if it's appropriate or not, to, to watch the film first and make yeah. that call on your own. You may not be old enough to appreciate how absolutely bizarre a drag queen kid, that image, I mean, that that's just... I mean, I've lived long enough to know and come to terms how bizarre that is. And yet, as we get into, you know, our second decade or our going into our third decade of the new millennium, uh, some of these things that would have could have never even been conceived uh, before are now practically becoming mainstream. It's just crazy. Oh, and it's being applauded. It's not just that it exists. It's being right. applauded. I mean, right. evil is being called good, mm -hmm. a good evil. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's one where um, I think a lot of young parents even feel the spotlight <laughs> when yeah, their child no, that's it. Yeah. comes out. And, and, and yet, we, you know, they, it's so hard to come out as trans or gay, but yet um, a lot of parents are taking their children to the drag queen story hour at their library. And I've asked myself this question, why? What parent would take their kid to this? And yeah. the only thing I can come up with is that, you know, there's there's approval from man for doing that. And this yeah. is what society is telling them is good. So they want to post it on their Instagram and, and get the likes. Psalm 11, I think it's Psalm 11, says, 
The wicked freely strut when what is vile is honored among men. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's where we're at. You know, the things that are vile. Yeah. You look at the comedians today. Um, they, can't get a, they can't get a laugh unless they're being vile. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that is because of their, their lack of creativity. And that's a whole other whole topic. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's now politically incorrect and often deemed insulting to say that someone is struggling with same-sex attractions, unless, of course, they really don't want those attractions. If my 13-year-old daughter says she wants to pursue this lifestyle, what recourse do I uh, have as a parent these days? Well, depending on what doctor you go to, they are going to tell you that you have no other choice. And, um, of course, they're going to take their life um, if if you do not allow them to go down this pathway. And so they are threatening um, and using the suicide rates to um, to point in that direction. Um, and, and what's sad is there are a lot of parents that are objecting to these things, and yet they're going to legal battles for custody over yeah. their children. And that's where we've come in the U.S. today. I mean, there was a, a parent in Ohio, their child wanted to transition, and the courts ruled um, and took custody away from the parents. We have the ongoing battle in Texas mm-hmm. with the, the young boy who's eight years old who... Um, the parents are divorced and the, the mother wants him to transition and the father does not. And um, they've been back and forth. So it's, it's difficult, but um, I guess I would just advise parents, like you are accountable to God um, for how um, your child is raised and told the truth. And every child is going to have a moment where, where they lash out and say, I hate you. But yeah. keep in mind, and this is a line from the film, when, when people get tired of the lies, they don't turn to the people that lie to them. They that's tell right. people who told them the truth, exactly right. even when they didn't want to hear it. And that's exactly what Laura Perry's mom had to do. You know, her, her, um, her daughter transitioned and said, call me Jake, and you have to do this, and you have to like it. And she said, no, I, I can't call you Jacob. So she'd call her sweetie and honey. Mm. Um, but the, the few times that she would refer, refer to her as Laura, it just, Laura said it, it kept her tethered to reality. Yeah, right. And I think that's what families have to do. Kendra, I've got a, a quick question about the heart in all of this. Um, it, it's one thing to have feelings of attraction for a member of the same sex, let's say. It's a much different thing to act upon it. But the scripture also tells us that we are to take our thoughts captive. So, um, do we leave it at, well, you may have those feelings, you just can't act on them, or is there something we need to do to try to reshape our children's hearts and, and help them to take their thoughts and their, and their hearts captive in this regard? That is the question of the day, and we actually have one of our producers is writing a book right now specifically addressing that topic. One of the producers of the film in his image of are the desires themselves sinful? And I would encourage listeners right now that have that question, Mm. just Google and look through Scripture. There are a lot of times that our passions and desires are described as sinful. And so my belief that is, if they do not line up with with the Word of God, then even the desire is wrong. Now, that's, that's not to say that you cannot be a believer who loves Christ and still, still wrestle with these things. But I think um, the the key here is being able to identify that it is not Christ-like 
and in your struggle to honor God and to invite him into that process. And I think that involves the renewing of their of your mind, as Scripture mm-hmm. says, getting into the Word of God. Right. And what I love is that science even backs this up. They have found... Um, right. The, uh, there was a, a study done where they um, looked at brains that have been on pornography and then have broken out of that addiction, and they find that there are new pathways that are made in the brain when somebody is breaking a, um, a path of addiction. And so yeah. the same is true for anyone struggling with same-sex attraction or um, even the way that they view themselves as being trapped in the wrong body. Um, yeah. You can... Through the power of the Holy Spirit, transform your mind through the washing of the Word of God, and um, the neural pathways in your brain can start to change. Now, depending on the individual, and we do talk about this in the film, for some people, um, they might find a more instant freedom in this. For some, they may wrestle with this. This may be something they have to choose to honor God with for the rest of their lives. A lot of that depends on how Mm. deeply a person, um, you know, got into all of this. Was it a person who has been struggling for four or five years with their identity or for 30 years? Um, And of course, the the level of freedom they experience of the, um, the attraction will vary. But um, Stephen Black with First End Ministries did a survey of um, people who have struggled with same-sex attraction, and the, the, the media will tell you that 99.1% will never be able to find any sort of change. It's not possible. Well, he did a survey and found quite the opposite, that yeah. for those that stuck with ministry that had unwanted same-sex attraction, I believe it was um, around 70% found um, a level of lasting, significant change and freedom in their life. So there absolutely is hope um, in Christ to to have change. Well, Kendra, you've been gracious enough to uh, come back for a second program. And uh, I want to pick up on this uh, topic of choice because I really do uh, feel that uh, uh, there's a lot to be learned with epigenetics. Uh, other sciences involved in this. You, you talked about fueling and entertaining these appetites. Uh, those are choices. Uh, we can turn away from that if we understand that there is a transcendent uh, moral standard, uh, particularly when there's a God in the, in the equation. Uh, so I want to get back to that because I think that's really, really important uh, to, to take every thought captive. But you have to know that uh, there's a standard for flourishing in life, for civil society mm-hmm. to to operate uh, within family and, and, and boundaries and uh, things that, that work well for for everyone in that society, not just for the individual. Uh, because when we get focused in on the individual, that very often uh, means disaster for the rest of the society. Mm-hmm. But when we go into life uh, <laughs> preparing our children to help society flourish because of their existence, then good things result, even for the individual. So we'll pick up on some of that next time. But I thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It's been an honor. And again, our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Kendra White. She'll be with us again next week. And she is the uh, director of the film for American Family Studios, In His Image, Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality. By the way, you can learn more about the film and you can even watch it for free by going to inhisimage.movie. Again, inhisimage.movie. And you'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. By the way, while on our site, you can listen to all of our past broadcasts and check out some free videos as well. 
And remember that we produce this program to help you be the more proactive parent that you can be. Through all the parenting choices that you make, uh, we want you to be able to raise physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy future adults. However, some kids may be struggling emotionally or spiritually, and those families may need the help that we offer at our residential program, Shepherd's Hill Academy. But in order to afford residential care, they need help from people just like you. Your tax-deductible gift in any amount can help provide scholarships to needy families to make the difference in the life of a hurting child. Please consider donating today when you go to LicensedToParent.org and click on the Donate tab. Again, LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.